This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. It's Taco Tuesday! Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Throws wide open receiver Tyreek Hill, and you're not going to catch him. Hill down the east sideline taunts Devontae Harris as he rolls into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. According to Jim, is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. Miles spins, stays on his feet at the 45. He's got blockers in front of him. 30, 10, 5, touchdown! Everything happening in the sports world. Number 5, you better look at him a little closer. He's a football player. Got that wood right here. And even some things not happening in the sports world. Great insight today, Steve. <laughs> Man, you, you disappointed me. You disappointed the, well, the, I the got, listeners. Well, I got flustered. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, Worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson, feeling very well rested and ready for a big week of basketball, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. You're joined in studio today by maybe the next most popular person in McPherson. Very well could be. It's very close. I, I mean, I've seen the the official counts a few times. And Steve, you've got the edge by just a little bit. But the guy that's in the room with us right now, he's going to top you here pretty soon. Well, when the time comes to pass the torch on, he's got his hand out. He's going to have a chance for it that's because right. he's going to pass you, Steve. <laughs> you will no longer be the most popular man Probably in not. here pretty soon. The guy who's in the studio with us today, the pistol, Peter Holland Jr., formerly of the McPherson Sentinel, currently with the McPherson Buzz, pistol. What's happening, man? What's going on? Welcome to the, to the show. You've been on several times, but the first time being a McPherson Buzz employee. We're glad to have you in today. We need some pistol hot takes. We just made it through a football season. We still have some very important football coming up in pro and in college. We're getting ready for basketball, so we had to have you on the show today. We're glad to have you here. Good to be back. You know, I'll do it. I wouldn't do it anywhere else but you guys. Well, where else would you go, Pistol? You call up your people down in Wichita or somebody or Salina. Maybe your guy Dylan Sherwood could find some a place for you. He's a radio man, Salina and, Journal guy. And or maybe Strathman up in um with uh, Kansas Wesleyan, maybe. Yeah, you could find somebody. Well, Pistol, we've got a lot to get to you, get with you here today, and we've got a lot of things to talk about. I want to get some of your insight on the NFL because as Steve has noted many a times, you're kind of our NFL insider, even though you root for, what, the third worst team in the NFL? Probably so. Would you call them the third, I don't, I don't, I don't second? Know. I don't know. You know, I think they've actually moved up. They've won, th- what, three games now? Three games. I think they're three and nine. And the Miami showing, Dolphins. They've, they've shown some improvement, and, uh, you know, they're kind of blowing the number one draft pick. It looks like Cincinnati's going to get that. But uh, uh, Brian Flores is doing a pretty good job. I think, what were they, 0-8 at one time? So they've kind of... They've kind of split their last few games, so uh, good job of coming back for the Dolphins. Well, they're throwing touchdown passes to their kicker. Oh, yeah, that was a great With, with the punter throwing it. Just when you thought the, the Miami Miracle was the best Miami Dolphins ever done, they pulled this one off. So that, that was pretty cool. Well, Pistol, let's talk a little bit about the main reason we wanted to have you in studio today, and then we'll dive into some of the other stuff first. 
You are now at the McPherson Buzz, like we've alluded to, and you wrote your big column there at McPhersonBuzz.com and talking about your transition from the Sentinel to the Buzz. I wanted to give you an opportunity to kind of explain what happened and, and why you made the jump over to the Buzz and, and what some of your goals are here going forward. Uh, basically, I really needed a new start, some to just to go somewhere where I am just there's no limit of what I wanted to do for McPherson. And there were some times that I thought about relocating or go to other places and start, start fresh from elsewhere. But once I saw the McPherson buzz just came up and saw that it would just keep buzzing around with a lot of news sites and a lot of latest news, I feel like if they can put that much content that quick, just imagine what I could do on the sports side. And I talked to Jennifer Flood about it, who's the owner and the publisher. We made a good, um, we had a good talk before um, we made it official, and I like what the Buzz are doing, and I just feel like this was this was a sign that I need to be here more, and that's why I decided to jump ship. What do you feel like you'll do different there than what you had been doing? What what areas are uh, you're not going to be doing county? Is that right? You're basically concentrating we're, on McPherson. We're focusing mainly McPherson. We we what we want to do is continue to keep it local and make our mark here before we start to expand. So we're going to try to keep it McPherson from the high schools to colleges, middle school, even at the rec, and we even covered the Mac Braggers as well up in um, the legions, you know, the cornhole leagues and stuff like that. We want to keep it as local as possible for our McPherson, for our McPherson um, audience before we decide to transition to the other, other counties as well. Well, Pistol, now that the cat is out of the bag and you wrote it in your story that you went up to Bristol, Connecticut and interviewed there, I wanted to ask you about your interview process and what it was like in Bristol because we were very excited for Pistol in Bristol. We wish that <laughs> oh, yeah. it, we wish that it wouldn't have been like an under the wraps thing, and, and you couldn't really talk about it publicly. But we were hoping Pistol in Bristol because it just flows well together. <laughs> what was your experience like in Connecticut and in interviewing at the big ESPN building? Oh man, it was like no other. ESPN is exactly what I thought it was. It was just wanted to call it the worldwide leaders of sports. Um, there was five different campuses. They showed us around. Uh, they, I met with the other um, other people who are also being considered as well, and just getting to know one another and just learning about the business side, what goes on behind the scenes, the production, the qualities of what goes on, or the meetings. The meetings was the probably what stood out to me. I was able to witness what goes on the meeting before they actually do a live Sports Center broadcast for a six o'clock show. And there was a lot of things that happened, transpired, even the breaking news stuff about the NCAA up in California, stuff like that, of how things are put together, how things work. And I think that was, um, it was, it was a great opportunity like no other, even though I didn't get it. Uh, not many people can say they went to Bristol, and I think that was a really good accomplishment for me. The did most you, important thing, you. did you see Stephen A. Smith? <laughs> no. I, I did see Ryan Clark, though. Okay. I saw him during lunch break, but... Stephen Man, that's a. like a D-list guy. We, we, need, we need some bigger names. I bet he knew that you played at St. Thomas Aquinas, though, as, as popular as St. Thomas Aquinas is. Probably. He, he might have, but he's a Louisiana guy, so I didn't really get a chance to speak to him much about that. But 
if I wish I could have saw Stephen A, but he's based in New York, so oh, it'll that's be, right. It'll be hard to get a hold of him and everyone else to, in the New York area. Steve, were you going to ask something? Uh, no, you go ahead. You, uh, but I was just going to say, uh, of course, Jonathan Coachman, you know, from McPherson, the McPherson High grad, had a nice career there. He's parlayed into many other opportunities. Of course, he was, you know, on WWE. Now he does the World's Longest Drive Contest. He does, I think, some Madden football. It just shows that it doesn't matter where you're from. If you have the talent, you know, you can get your foot in the door. And at least you got your foot in the door. A lot of people can't say and that. I'm, and I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, the other day I saw that Jennifer, she posted a video of Jonathan Coachman. And Jonathan Coachman actually gave the McPherson Buzz a shout-out. I did not saw that coming. But I think that was pretty cool. He did like a little one-man, two-minute video promoting us. I mean, that never happened. That never happened before when I saw it, but I think that was pretty cool that he gave the McPherson Buzz a shout-out. Yeah, and, uh, of course, Jonathan Coachman, uh, Matt College, Hall of Famer, great basketball player, great cunning and guile when he played basketball here. Oh, yeah. Great baseball player when he was here. He still comes back. Every time he comes into town, uh, I get a chance to play golf with him. Uh, Johnny's a lot of fun to be around. Uh, even took him up to the Legion to hang out up there for a little while. So he still – has a lot of affinity for the McPherson area. Well, Steve, or excuse me, I wanted to talk to Pistol. I'm, I'm so used to saying Steve. <laughs> well, Pistol, do you have anything else to add to the McPherson buzz and this move over there before we transition into some other things? We're going to continue to put out local content. Um, I'm always up for, up for suggestions, more stories. Uh, you can always contact me through my emails, sports at um, sports. At, um, McPhersonBuzz.com, that's my email address, or follow me, DePistol. Uh, yeah, you changed your Twitter handle to DePistol. Yes. I might as well, since I'm going to be here longer, that's what everyone calls me now, so I might as well just... And and you have to give us a little credit for that, because we're the ones that called you the Pistol, so... <laughs> that was the first time we ever met him, we said Pistol. Yeah, I think he it's... said, t- I'm Pete, yeah. I said Pistol. Yeah, that's right, so... <laughs> all right, let's take our first break. When we come back, I need to get all of your thoughts on the NFL pistol that's gonna be fun let's do this i want to hear them all we'll do that next you're listening to according to jim 96.7 fm kbbe you're listening to the according to jim podcast with jim joiner and steve self according to jim is brought to you by great plains federal credit union brown shoe fit in downtown mcpherson next tech wireless and farmer state bank with branch locations in mcpherson lindsborg and galva you can also listen live monday through friday from 12:30 to 1 p.m on 96.7 fm kbbe or online at midkansasonline.com back on this afternoon's according to jim 96.7 fm kbbe jim joiner steve sell and the pistol peter holland jr of the mcpherson buzz in with us this afternoon. Pistol, where do you want to start? You, you know a lot of things. You're a college football guy. You're an NFL guy. We've got bullpup basketball coming up. We have a full foot, foot, bullpup winter sports season that's done. Where do you want to start, Pistol? I'll leave it up to you. Oh, man, Dad. I guess we can start with the high school and work our way up to the professionals, I guess. Well, there you go. Well, what were some of your takeaways from the high school football season and not only McPherson going 11-1 and and starting off the season 11-0, and losing to Andover Central, but some of the area teams, too? I can say um, in regard to the football season is I think the Ken Galva winning state champion is probably the biggest peak that we've seen the area football teams rise up. 
because we know that being that is a basketball town, and especially from all over, that we've seen the success of how the football team is doing and just can't gavel winning state championship is just the, the reaching peak and how far any of these county teams can go, especially McPherson just being one game short of going to the state championship themselves for the first time. It's just a matter of any team could make it to the state championship from the county at this point. Yeah, that was a, a big day for them down in Newton on Saturday. What were you thinking when it was 36 to nothing and you were probably halfway writing your story down there and getting things ready? What were you thinking when the Eagles fell behind I'm, by 36? I, w- I was on, I'm going to be honest, I was sleepy. I was I was starting to I was yawning a bunch of time. I saw that. Well, pistol that, that that's not a surprise. Yeah. Sometimes you take a nap on the car ride back <laughs> with us from games. Oh, I've seen you sleep at Hartman Arena. I mean, you work so hard that sometimes gonna... I think you just get a little tired. So I'm not surprised. Oh, there. you're just gonna throw me on the bus like that? Okay. I've, I've oh, seen you get a little like woozy. <laughs> but no. But once I saw uh, when when the, um, the Eagles scored 14 points, I was like, okay, they got something there, and. It's just something that I never experienced when I'm covering high school sports or covering sports in general that Ken Galf can make a comeback like that, scoring 66 unanswered points. And just talking to Landon Everett and talking to Tyson Struber after the game of what led to it, and they just simply said, we just simply play Ken Galf football. And Coach Hoppes gave them a little bit of a prep talk, let them know that, hey, this is not who we are, and they just wanted to show that the second half, this is who we are, and this is how we're going to finish. I guess something like that. Now, was that your first eight-man game? Because I hadn't done eight-man in a long time. Was that your first eight-man game? It's actually, yes. This is my first actual witnessing an eight-man football scrimmage. I never seen eight-man football until I got here or just watching the state championship itself. Because usually I'm around what covering the bullpup is on 11-11, but I never seen eight-man football in person, and it was it was a great experience. They have any eight-man football in Hollywood, Florida? Nah. It's 11-11. Straight 11-11 because, because it's just – there's a bunch – there's more people in Hollywood than there is in McPherson, so – or in Canton, for that matter. So there's going to be a lot more people, so it's going to be 11 Did you say there's more people in Hollywood, Florida than in Canton, Kansas? <laughs> yes. That's crazy. It is. <laughs> I can't believe it. Pistol – what were some of your takeaways from the Bullpup fall season? I know we've talked a lot about Kenton Galva here, but watching that team and, of course, them finishing against Andover Central, what were some of the things that you took away from that group? Um, it, from Against Andover Central in particular, I thought that was probably the best defensive matchup I've seen from the Bullpups all year. Uh, it was unfortunate. It came down to just one bad one bad punt, a, a miscue on that end, but... It could have gone either way, and it still doesn't take away the the adversity, the bullpups came, that they weren't as dominant like the last couple seasons, but they still find a way to pull through, and I'm definitely looking forward to see how they're going to be next year with some of the younger class who saw a lot of playing times there, see if they can continue on and get back to where they need to be, basically. What about your... Fall 2019 McPherson High Summary. Other big takeaways from the fall sports teams? Hmm. Uh, let me see. Well, you had a state championship in tennis. No doubt that That's, was a highlight. Tia, yep. Tia Bruce and Sienna Allen. That was, it was great to speak to them and um, do a little feature. Taylor Bruce. I, oh, what did I say? Taylor? Tia. Ah, Taylor Bruce. There you go. Taylor got Bruce. Tia on the mind or something. <laughs> My apologies. Yes. Taylor Bruce and Sienna Allen. That was a 
it was great to speak to them and do a feature before they went on to stay having an undefeated undefeated um, year. So that's another good good story. And um, the the men's soccer team as well, the boys soccer team for that matter. Um, it was great to watch them. I think um, even though they weren't they weren't able to make it to the state um, state championship, but it was great to see them um, continue to get better and continue to rise up under Chris Adrian. Chris Adrian is doing a phenomenal job cutting this team, and um, it was good to see guys like Drew Schrader. Drew Schrader is probably one of my favorite players on the team or just my favorite player to cover. I did a bunch of stories on him from being a kicker, uh, scoring, what, 23 goals in the season. Um Doing a bunch of things, and uh, it was it was definitely good covering all the four, fall sports team in general. There was a lot of a lot of good moments there this year. Well, Pistol, I need to get your hot takes on the college football playoff. You hear Steve and I talk about it enough, and and you know where I stand that I think it's going to be Oklahoma that gets in. As you get ready for the college football playoff and and what's coming up this week, how do you see the final four laying out when we get to the end of this weekend? The final, final four is probably no question going to be LSU. And so Ohio you have State. no doubt that LSU will beat Georgia this weekend in the SEC yes. championship game. Okay. Uh, Ohio State, no doubt about. It. I think you have no doubt they'll beat Wisconsin. They always beat in. Wisconsin. They pound Wisconsin every time they play them. What about Clemson? You have no doubt about them beating mighty mighty Virginia. They're going to destroy Virginia. Well, they're only thirty point favorites going into the game, <laughs> but it's that fourth spot. Currently, Georgia's hanging around right there. Then you have, and Georgia plays LSU. Then you have Utah playing Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game. And one thing that some people might not know about Pistol is that he was able to cover Utah's football program when he was out in Salt Lake City. And then you have Oklahoma taking on Baylor in the Big 12 championship game. Who's getting that fourth spot? That's going to be... Because if Georgia wins... If they beat LSU... Oh, yeah, they're, they're secured. Right. They probably might even move up if they wanted to. Maybe. If Nah, maybe not. Well, <laughs> but, but how do you see it going? But I'm probably going to lean towards Oklahoma as well. Just because if Oklahoma wins the Big 12, there's no doubt they're going to get the number four spot. I think they... they I think they're probably... take. I'll take my money with Oklahoma going against a LSU team or maybe an Ohio State team compared to Utah. I'm still Utah's been great, but I'm still not I'm still not sold on seeing if they can compete with the elites like the LSU or the Ohio State compared to Oklahoma. So as as much as I am rooting for Utah, no doubt, especially those Hollandale three, um Tyler Huntley, Zach Moss, I know those guys, they're from South Florida. I'm definitely rooting for those guys, but I think Oklahoma is probably going to get the edge. And the committee themselves, they're they're not all too biased, especially now that Alabama is gone. But I think Oklahoma is probably going to get that number four spot. And I think the the Pac-12, the stigma of the Pac-12, you know, they just don't think the Pac-12 plays that great a brand of football. When you look they at don't. The, when they when you look at the Power Five conferences right now, the Pac-12 and ACC are definitely at the bottom. You got the SEC. Probably the Big Ten, and then probably uh, the Big Twelve, and then I think you got eight, you know the, the Pac twelve. It's and eight. a race for the bottom, but yeah, it really is. It really is. I mean, neither one of those conferences this year has been very good. And, and let's face it, the strength of college football is in the SEC. I mean, everybody knows that. Uh, there's more mm-hmm. money spent in the SEC. The biggest fan turnouts, the best teams are in the SEC. But uh, you have to have four, and I think if the you know 
the NCAA and I'm sure the TV people, they would much rather see Oklahoma than see Utah or Oregon or somebody like that. They want name recognition. And the other thing, too, that does feed into this a little bit is they try and give the number one team, whoever is coming out, the closest game. You know what I mean? Whichever bowl is closer to them. Right. And LSU is not very close to Utah, in case you didn't know. Yeah. Louisiana State. So wherever they go, it's probably not going to be very close to Utah. And that Norman is a lot closer to wherever they would be, more than likely. There, there's a lot of factors that go into it, but there's no way that the college football playoff committee would take Utah over Oklahoma. There's no way. Look, don't, the only thing I could say for Utah if I want to defend them is they really have to put a beat down on Oregon. Even if, if they go out Herbert, and really beat them bad. Annihilate them, like not even. And, it's, can't and who's to say Oklahoma you know, they're going to have their hands full. Baylor's playing great football right, right now. Right, they've got to win, of course. Yeah. But I think they will. They could have been Oklahoma earlier. Jalen Hurts is a big game performer. That's why I think the Sooners get it done. Steve, where where would Oklahoma be without Jalen Hurts? They would probably be hurting. Uh, so <laughs> ah. a little play on words there. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you, Steve. Oh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just a smart guy, aren't I? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> kind of set you up for that one as you well. You did. Softball. Right. Pistol, let's take one more break. When we come back, we got to get all your NFL insight. We need your prediction for who's going to win the Super Bowl. I don't know if you ever actually gave us your prediction. I think you gave us who you thought would be playing for it, but I don't think we ever got the full prediction. So That's why I'm here. We'll have to get it here in just a moment. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM, KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Ramping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Again, we are joined in studio today by Peter Holland Jr., the pistol from the McPherson Buzz. Pistol, before we wrap things up here today, we got to get your NFL thoughts. First, I need your Chiefs thoughts. You live here in Chiefs country now. You got to know them well. You got to know them inside and out. Then we'll get your overall NFL thoughts. But what's your ceiling? What's your baseline for where you think this Chiefs team will be here in a month? I think the Chiefs are going to get back to where they need to be. And it's back in the AFC Finals. They're good enough or capable of getting back there. But it's just going to come down to their defense has been coming along. But it's just going to come down to them. Would this defense be good enough to go against the Ravens or the Houston Texans or even the Patriots just to get them to the Super Bowl? Well, the interesting thing for them is that at some point in this season, they're going to play all of those teams. They've already played Houston, lost to them in a really weird game at home. They beat the Ravens, and then they play New England this week. So they're getting their foot wet, their feet wet, and they're getting that taste of what it's going to be like to play all these teams. And I think that's going to help them, right. especially. I think they're going to beat the Patriots this week. I think New England has not been good over the last couple of games defensively. I know they have a good defense, but they're playing the AFC East, which Pistol, you have grown to know and love. They're playing Sam Darnold. They're playing Fitz Magic. They're playing Josh Allen. Uh, I mean, come on. But Buffalo's 9-3. and three. 
I come mean, on. Yeah, uh, Buffalo. They're right, playing those guys right too. now. If, if the playoffs started today, the Chiefs would play Buffalo in Arrowhead, which I just I just can't believe the Chiefs would lose to Buffalo. Now. Buffalo Bills. They 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 hung in there with the New England Patriots, and they really are tough defensively. So I'm not going to downgrade them. That is an easy win, but. Buffalo Bills, they're they're out there. Don't sleep on them. Well, I still think there's just four teams. It's Baltimore, it's New England, it's Houston, and it's Kansas City. I think you can't really count Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh doesn't have a quarterback. Buffalo, I just don't think, has enough yards. So I think it's those four teams. But then you look in the NFC. Now, there's a lot of good teams in the NFC. Let's face it, this year the NFL is definitely tilted toward the NFC. And I think Seattle – Last night made a real statement that it's the team that's going to be in the Super Bowl. I, you know, I keep saying San Francisco. Uh, you know, of course, Minnesota, Green Bay are kind of there. You can't really count on a team out of the NFC East because no, because you got Dallas, you got Philadelphia. Those two teams are struggling. <laughs> so again, you got you got a handful of teams. But I'll tell you what, I was kind of high on San Francisco until I saw Seattle play last night. Is I think it's still. I think they're both edging it out. I think it's still neck-to-neck, um, to be honest. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer defense was championship, and I think the 49ers have the pedigree of being a Super Bowl contending defense. Well, they've really built that defensive line. They've put a lot of draft picks. Your guy, Nick Bosa, I think he's from your high school. St. Thomas Aquinas alum. Yeah, St. Uh, Thomas Aquinas. Uh, I just worry about San Fr- Jimmy G, it's kind of hard. Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. It's kind of hard to roll the dice with him. I guarantee you, I'd take Russell Wilson before Jimmy G. I would too, and if the playoffs started today, San Francisco would be on the road as the five seed, even though they have the tied for the best record in the NFC. Well, that's how it works sometimes. Got to win your division. That's right. And, and Dallas, it's just amazing that Dallas is 6-6 six and six and leading their division. Philadelphia lost the Pistols Miami Dolphins on Sunday. I don't know how that happened. Not that, even, it's not even that, Steve. They were up 20-14, gave up 23 unanswered points. Yeah, my, what does that say Fitz about Magic. You have to say, since Ryan Fitzpatrick has taken over as quarterback, they actually look like a halfway decent team. Yeah, but at the same time, we know that he's not going to be the quarterback of the future, but it's a, it's a coaching aspect that – this team is not believing the whole tank for Toa. They're not tanking for a number one pick. They're actually fighting night in and night out. Yeah, they there probably chances are they're not going to be a better team, and chances are they're going to lose. But there is an ultimate cliche that they're just going to keep fighting till the end of the fourth quarter, and that's that's how the Miami Dolphins are right now. And they're but, fighting their way out of any good draft picks. It's, yeah, it's it's a bad move. I think it, they just need to start losing. Forfeit the rest of the game. Jim, I, I really want to chase Young. I don't think we're not going to reach him. No, I really want him. Well, you're keeping moving up. Yeah, it's, you it's keep a bad winning, plan. You keep winning games, but it's a bad plan. Well, Pistol, we enjoyed having you in studio today. One more time, tell the people where they can track you down. Uh, follow the McPherson Buzz is on our Facebook, or follow the McPherson Buzz on Twitter. If you want to follow me on Twitter personally, it's the pistol underscore D A underscore pistol. Duh, pistol. There you go. Was the pistol taken? Nah, yeah, they they weren't letting me use the, so I just the put pistol. Yeah, you, you had to get a little fancy with it because there's yeah. there's another pistol out there. I'm I'm pretty sure it is too. <laughs> Not many. Only pistol Pete Maravich. Yep. Any uh, the pistol that's the mascot for Oklahoma State pistol. isn't his name Pistol Pete? Yeah, Pistol Pete. 
So there's guns. a few other ones. That's right. I'm sure there's some pistol peeing somewhere in Montana or something else, or I don't know. Well, we're going to be covering a lot of games uh, starting Friday. Uh, of course, we've been covering college already, but the high school basketball season gets going. Looking forward to that. Should be another great year for the what, what I What I saw from the boys in the winter sports preview, I'm really impressed. The size and uh, just getting after it. Uh, it's going to be impressive. It's going to be a tough road stretch. It's going to be a tough stretch for them going to Andover, Andover Central, and Derby. And, and Bueller. And Bueller as well. Yeah, right. It's going to be an interesting year for the, for the McPherson basketball team in general. All right, Steve, or, and Pistol. Enjoyed it. Pistol, Steve. Pistol, <laughs> Steve. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Wrapping up today's show for Peter Holland Jr., for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.